This has already been a very special day, would you not agree? Such a wonderful day to celebrate with our seniors and uh, them making this great step in their lives as they move forward and our worship together and how that the band has stepped up in Jonathan's absence. Uh, it is really a great day. Uh, a few days ago, I was at an event where I was able to uh, talk with our retiring county mayor, Jim Coppinger. Now, I was Jim's pastor for a period of time and actually performed his wedding for his wife, for he and his wife, Nina. And as we were talking, I joked with Jim saying, you know, the past 11 years that you've been mayor, it's been all smooth sailing, no problems whatsoever. And of course, we laughed real big and, uh, you know, I thought about how that this particular county executive during the past couple of years with the pandemic has faced something that no county executive has faced in the last uh, 50 years or more. It has been a very challenging kind of time. And knowing Jim as I do, I have noticed that uh, Jim, while he's weathered the storm well, I know there's a bit of tiredness that he has because he's been forced to make some decisions in order to try to keep us healthy here in the county, in order to try to keep our economy strong, in order to help us be at peace with one another in our neighborhoods. And it's been really a challenging time, and it's been a heavy burden to carry. And I'm sure that he's been wearied by all that's been taking place. You know, the season of COVID has forced on many of us uh, burdens that have been just really heavy to carry. And oftentimes what we've been carrying has depleted us a lot of our internal resources. You all know what I'm talking about. You all had a bit of a feel for that in the, in the past season that we've been through. Of course, in addition to what we've been through with COVID... Life has its own natural ways of forcing on top of us burdens that we have to carry, things that we've got to kind of pull through. You know, just the normal things of life like sicknesses that come along, death in our family, changes that come along, graduations, expansions, all kinds of things that take place that, that, that just kind of wear on us and those internal resources that we have. And there come those times in our lives when we need relief, refreshment, and rest. And these words of Jesus, when we're at that place, these words of Jesus speak so powerfully to us where he says, come to me and I will give you rest. For the next few moments, I want us to just reflect on Jesus' words See how that we can lean into what Jesus is talking about here so that we can find that refreshment, that relief and rest that Jesus offers. Do you want to go there with me? Are you all ready to go there? Let's go. Now, Jesus' original audience was a people that knew a lot about being burdened and having a lot on their shoulders. You see, most of the people who lived in Palestine in the time of Jesus were called people of the Lamb, Ham Haaretz, people of the land. These were folks who basically were blue-collar type people who lived from paycheck to paycheck, harvest to harvest. They didn't have a whole lot, and they just daily struggled with trying to survive. Life was tough, life was hard, 
life was difficult. And as a result, they felt the pressures of life and this weariness of just trying to survive. It was for them physically, mentally, and emotionally taxing. Now, added to all of that, that these people of the land were also folks who, like every other human being, experienced life's hard knocks. And because they were, quote, people of the land and they had few resources, oftentimes just the normal hard knocks of life seemed even heavier. A death in the family, a struggle with relationships, someone struggling with addiction, the loss of a job. All of these things just kind of pressed even harder upon these folks. And at times, their legs were threatened to buckle under the heavy weight. Now, they also faced something else, a place where they should have found comfort, a place where they should have found rest, a place where they should have found refreshment wasn't often that for these people of the land. You see, they lived in a culture, religious culture, where the religious leaders heaped on them heavier and heavier burdens. It seemed like there was a rule and regulation for everything in life. And... As people really wanted to do what God wanted them to do, and they tried to follow all these rules and regulations, that they just really couldn't succeed. And it just kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. It led Jesus on one occasion to address the religious, religious leadership of his day, and he said to him, he said, You experts of the law. He says, woe to you because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry and you yourselves will not even lift a finger to help them. These folks were crumbling under the weight, burdens, and weariness that they faced. Now, most people who live in Udwa enjoy a level of prosperity that only a very elite few in Jesus' day enjoyed. And yet, while we are a very prosperous people and we have a significant amount of resources, we too often know the burdens and weariness of life. Sometimes, just to try to maintain our standard of living, we work long, hard, sacrificial hours so that we can just have a, a, a level field and we don't lose ground. We know something about life's stresses and life's issues. When we're in school, it's such a burden to try to keep up and to do well in school and such. And so we know a measure about the difficulties of life. And then we do, like everybody else, face those normal, ordinary things that bring stress to our lives. We find that we too have relationships that struggle. We too find that we sometimes don't kind of measure up to what we should, and, and we face the burdens and weariness of life. And I believe that just like the people of Jesus' day, we too need refreshment, relief, and rest. One of the most tragic stories in the Bible is told of the most beloved king of the nation of Israel. In a very cryptic note in one of the stories of King David, the writer tells us 
that in the time when kings go out to war, David stayed home. Now, on its first reading, that appears to be rather benign, but I think it gives us a clue as to David's mental, emotional, and physical state. It seems that he was exhausted, and he stayed home. He was weary, he was depleted, and he stayed home. Another cryptic note in that same story tells us that David lounged on his couch. Again, passages that are telling us that this king had about all he could bear. But in that state happened this tragic event in David's life. He succumbed to temptation to be with Bathsheba and then tried to cover up his sin by having her husband put on the front line where he knew he would be executed. David's weariness, David's depletion made him vulnerable. You know, when we're tired and when we're weary... We are more vulnerable to negative influences in our lives. COVID has been eye-opening in revealing this. Do you realize that during the COVID season, that domestic violence increased radically? Now, part of that is due to families were closer in proximity to each other. But I believe even the greater factor was because the stress and anxiety and burdens that it brought made a lot of folks much more vulnerable. I don't know about you, but when I'm tired and weary and when I'm depleted, I'm much less patient with myself and with others. This tongue, which can be very loud, can be very sharp, and can be very mean, we're vulnerable. And when we are in this state of being depleted, we by nature and naturally try to find resources that will give us relief. Now, some things appear to be beneficial and are to a degree. Some things are not very beneficial. During the COVID season, again, it's kind of revealing of how people have reacted during this time of depletion and the need of relief and being weary. That during this period of time, antidepressants, the use of antidepressants has increased at least 20% during the past two years. Alcohol sales have increased 20 to 30% in the past two years. And again, I think that in large part, people are looking for relief and many have turned to medications and turned to alcohol for that resource. Unfortunately, often it has not led people to good places. Now, there's other resources that people turn to. Uh, sometimes we think, if I need some rest, I need to go on vacation. Now, I'm a believer in vacation. I think you need to go and be on, you know, take a good vacation, have good vacations, and all those kind of things. But I don't know about you, but oftentimes I return from a vacation and I am more tired than when I went. Have you all ever had that experience? I mean, you walk home and you just plop down, and I mean, you're just completely wiped out. Sometimes people think, I need a change in my life, and a change will make things better. And so, uh, again, during COVID, we've seen the, the, quote, great resignation. People in record numbers resigned from their jobs, which has led many to the great, uh, uh, the, the, the great resignation has led to the great regret that people regretted what they did. But a lot of things we try, bottom line, just really don't give us the rest, relief, and refreshment that we need.
And then we hear these words of Jesus. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. This word rest is a rich word. It's as rich as gelato. Y'all know what gelato is? That, you know, that real thick, creamy ice cream. I mean, that delicious stuff. It is as rich as gelato. We see it in the very beginning of the Bible when we have this wonderful story of creation and on the seventh day, what did God do? God rested. And then we see it referred to in the end of the Bible where the Bible in many places talks about people entering into their final rest. Rest in the Bible is about the body resting and oftentimes it's connected with sleep. I don't think anybody's asleep back there right now. I think I'll, everybody's still with me. Uh, but rest, uh, you know, when, when you get a good night's sleep, doesn't it feel better? Doesn't your body and your, just, your whole being feel better, you know? Then there are these places of rest the Bible speaks of, and even Jesus and his disciples went to those places of rest. The Bible speaks about rest for the mind. Have you ever had your mind going so quick, you know, it just was wearing you out, and you just need rest for your mind? And here Jesus talks about rest for your soul. Come to me, and I'll give you rest for your soul. You know, that inner part of who you are, that deep part of your being, God says, I'll put you at rest from the inside out. It's like what Psalmist said in Psalm 23 about the great shepherd, that the great shepherd restores his soul. And oh, how I need my soul to be restored and my soul to be refreshed. And then Jesus offers this invitation. He says, if you want rest, rest for your soul. He says there's three movements on your part that are involved. He says, come to me, take up my yoke, and learn from me. Come to Jesus. If you want rest, refreshment, and relief, come to Jesus. This word come is used in one other place where Jesus invites two fishermen to come and follow him as disciples. Come, Jesus says, come, follow me. A wonderful invitation. In Revelation chapter 3, there's this great imagery of Jesus standing at a door knocking. It's at your door knocking. And the idea is coming to Jesus at the door and opening up that door and allowing Jesus to come in and to be with you. Now, I've discovered in my faith journey that Jesus not only called me when I began that journey, not only when he first knocked on the door and I opened the door for him to come in. But Jesus throughout my life has given me that invitation to come. And so often that invitation to come to him has been one when I've been weary and depleted. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Uh, my mama 
when I was a, a child. Uh, she kind of had this knack uh, of knowing uh, when I was tired and worn out. And Mama would invite me to herself, and she would put me on her lap, draw me close into her bosom. And you know what soon happened to this little boy that had very little hair even back then? <laughs> I was fast asleep, resting. Later in life, when I was a teenager, interested in girls, Mom just kind of knew when something wasn't right between me and that girl I was so in love with. And she had this way of calling me to herself to come to her and getting out of me what was going on on the inside. Jesus has this maternal nature to call us to himself to give us rest. Come to me. And then he says, take up my yoke. Now, if you know anything about a yoke, this seems to be counterintuitive because a yoke is an instrument put on two animals that pulls a load behind them. It's a work instrument. And it's like, come on, Jesus, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to put a yoke on me. I'm already burned down. I'm already weary. I'm already tired. I'm already depleted. And now you want to put on a yoke and join you in pulling the load? What's this all about? But Jesus says, this is where you find rest. For he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's an ancient legend that says that Jesus, before he launched into his ministry, that part of his role as a carpenter was designing yokes for oxen. He was one who had the greatest skill in doing so and designed each yoke specifically for the instrument, the, the animal whose head and neck and shoulders would be bearing that burden. And he was so good at that custom-crafted yoke that it fit perfectly. And the yoke was not a burden, but fit just right. Now, there's no way to prove that ancient legend. No one knows whether it's true. But it gives us a lovely picture of how that Jesus calls us and says, the yoke that I have for you is perfectly fitting. It's custom designed just for you. It won't fit Pastor Dwight or Pastor Jacqueline the way it fits you because it's your yoke. Take my yoke. A few years ago, I listened to an audio book uh, by a couple of brothers. Well, actually, one brother wrote the book, and, and it was called The Oregon Trail. And they were, it's about 20 years ago that they retraced the, the, as much of the Oregon Trail as they could from its beginning to the West Coast. And they told a wonderful story. I, I enjoyed listening to the book. But anyway, in the book, they told about the two animals, two mules that pulled their wagon uh, halfway across the United States. And one of, their, one of the mules was a male mule, and it was much larger and sturdier and stronger than the other mule, which happened to be a female. But both pulled their load. But the male mule pulled majority of the load because he was the larger animal. As those two animals were harnessed together, he pulled the bulk of the load forward. And, you know, that's a picture of Jesus. Jesus will always carry the bulk of the load that he has for you. But you got to keep up. 
That old yoke, if you drop behind, it's going to put a strain on your neck because Jesus is ahead of you. If you try to go before Jesus, it's going to put another strain on your neck. And so you just got to keep pace with Jesus. Keep pace with Jesus. And then the final movement is this. Jesus says, learn from me. In the good old days when animals pulled plows and wagons and all these kinds, oftentimes they would harness a a well-experienced animal, a horse or a mule or even an oxen to a younger one so that the older one could teach the younger what to do. Because just together, the older, wiser would train the younger. And as we work with Jesus, as we walk alongside of Jesus, we begin to learn who Jesus is. We learn from Jesus. But there's kind of another side to this. Not only we learn from Jesus, we need to learn of Jesus. We need to learn who Jesus is. To learn who Jesus is. And we do that through exercises, reading the Bible, hearing messages like this, participating in a small group where we have discussions about Jesus, reading great Christian literature. On your way in this morning, you should have been handed a little brochure. And that brochure are 25 passages about Jesus. And I encourage you over the next 25 days, read one of those every day. Think about what it says about Jesus. Then I would encourage you the next 25 days, then the next 25 days, learn who Jesus is. And when you learn who Jesus is and how Jesus relates in your life, how Jesus relates to this world, how Jesus relates to the family, how Jesus relates to the troubles you're going through, It'll give you relief, refreshment, and rest. Jesus said, come to me, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you a rest for your souls that will satisfy your very need. Come to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, today we want to thank you for this great invitation that comes from Jesus to come to him. Lord, we really need rest. Lord, some here this morning feel very depleted, very weary and burdened. Lord, there's others who will face it in the future. And Lord, help us all in these moments to hear this call from Jesus and to respond as he says, to come, to take up Jesus' yoke, and then to learn from him. And Lord Jesus, from you, We now receive our rest. Amen.